So welcome to another episode of The Human Blueprint. We really want to go into so many different topics and bring so much value in so many different ways to everybody here. And a question that we often receive from people online tends to revolve around success and what it means to be successful. And in a world of you know so much opportunity where you can really go and create your own, what, Herman, what's your definition of true success? A lot of people have this idealistic perfectionist view that success is you have the biggest house on the street, the fanciest car, you are in the most expensive PJ and you have the most expensive watch and clothes and they think that's success. That's technically not success. That's why that word is has such a bad stigma to it that people have this wrong ideal because they, they bought someone else's projection of what success is. My definition is that, and Howard Schultz said it best, the founder of Starbucks, he said, success is like rent, except it's due every single moment of every single day. So to me, I want to take it one step further, that success is not just the rent due every single moment, but every single second, minute, day, month, year, and it's due every single time because you always have to put the experience in to get anything out. If you don't put the experience in, you're not going to get the experience to know what's good, what worked, what didn't, what market received you better, what market didn't. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to put the experience, but everybody wants to imitate and follow, oh, so-and-so made so-and-so doing this, making this amount, doing that, I'm just going to do that. So-and-so did this, it's so much easier, I'm going to follow that. Oh, look at their Instagram, they make it look all beautiful, let's just follow that. And they live and they buy they buy the projection of what they deem to be entrepreneurship or success. But they're not willing to pay the dues. They're not willing to do what it takes. They're not willing to put the experience in. Mm -hmm. And so what do you get? You have all these people who somehow become entitled that people should just give them things and make life easier so that they can have what someone else has. Mm -hmm. And then they compare themselves to everybody and everything else. As opposed to focusing on what your talents are, what skills you need to build to support those talents so that you can stand out and not fit in. Wow. I think that so many people today are comparing themselves of course. to others, especially online and all these different things. And I think that that's such a detrimental habit or thing to get into. I realize personally, when I use social media, typically it's for business. Mm -hmm. 95% of the time there is the time that I go on and I'm just checking things and it really is comparing yourself to others that's what I find myself doing when I'm using it as a pleasure and so I know that we've talked about this before where I needed to get off of it and stay more focused on what I was doing and mm -hmm. so for people that are listening you know what would be their first step to really figuring out where they can bring value in the world I know that you said find the talents and match those with the skills. Is that a good starting point for a lot of people? Yes. And the biggest problem people have with that is they say they don't have talent and they don't have skills. So it goes back to the belief. They believe they don't have talent. They believe they can't develop skills. If, you, if that's your belief, can you get it? Probably no. not. And so for us, like we said before in the past episode and many times, we have to starve our distractions so we can feed the focus. If you are on the phone and 95% of it was just for pleasure and the only 5% was for business, how well do you think the business will do? 
It would suffer. It would suffer because you treated your business as the hobby. Mm-hmm. And the hobby as the business. The hobby needs to become not where you're suffering in the business. The hobby needs to become where you become so good at it that it's no longer a hobby. You took something that you gravitated to. You took something that spoke to you. You took something that, that was able for you to relay and share something very easy with that a five-year-old can understand. Then and only then can you transition that into a proper business. But so many people take their hobbies way too early to market. They don't understand how the market is. They don't understand what the market demands. They don't understand where to place in specific markets in different countries. And they just think it's going to work just because they, they think about it. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very careful that if we're going to grow our talents and skills, we have to make sure that the distractions are not there so that we can see the truth and whether or not the market's dictating that what we have to offer is actually going to be beneficial, both right. for the market and for us. Right. And so I know that you know we work with a lot of business executives, and so maybe if you could share what is the most important trait or characteristic to have as a business owner, as an executive or a leader? So a lot of these people in these positions don't have this one quality that they should. And I believe this is where they get in trouble. And it's the very first thing I was ever taught. And that's called discipline. If you set your mind and say, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. every single day, and you do, that's the development of discipline. Mm -hmm. But if you say it's 5 a.m. and it's 7 a.m., oh, now I got to rush every single day. Maybe that's not... The great start for discipline. Mm-hmm. If you say, you know what, I'm going to make my penmanship cleaner, crisper, neater, more legible, but you just do whatever you want, rush it, rush it through. No one could read, not even the numbers you write, and you can't even do the small things. Then how are we going to do the bigger things when we have people that we're responsible for, when we have accounts we're responsible for? Clients. Clients. Families to take care of. So if you don't have the discipline, then where are you drawing upon your foundation to help lead the way or lead by example? If you're distracted with everything day in, day out, can you demand more from your company? Can you demand more from your people? No, because I think something you've always shared with me is that you can't ask others to do something that you haven't done and that you're not willing to do. Correct. And I'm not sure if you know this, but a lot of people who are in top management positions consider themselves to be intellectuals or people who have a high amount of intellect and that's what you should never do you should never label yourself as an intellectual or intellect here's Mm -hmm. why i know quite a few people from mensa do you know what that is no that's like the one top one percent of the smartest of the smart okay it's like this group okay Smartest of the smart. They can give you the most complicated mathematical equation like this. can tell you the root of 1,250,970. You know, they can just, just like that. They can do it like that. But when it comes time now for this dialogue, they screw up. Their personal relationships screw up. Their ability to grow others screws up because they don't have the street smarts to feel the intellect. 
So those with intellect are not willing to do what those on the streets are, are, are doing. And those in the streets don't have enough direction to take that hard work and hustle to outdo those necessarily with the intellect. So sometimes a lot of the people who have the high position who are intellectuals don't necessarily have the street smarts to learn how to lead those that have the work ethic mm -hmm. or those that are from the streets or those that are willing to do stuff that that person in leadership is not willing to do. But if the intellectual said, you know what, let me humble myself. Let me figure out exactly what makes you tick. Let me figure out how to create the culture. Let's, let's take the culture and then let's grow the culture to make sure that those that come in are protected and understand that this is a family. We take care of each other. We take care of our own. And then when we go to battle in the market, we make sure that no one else can compare with what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. If they can humble themselves so that they can have enough street smarts to do the things that other intellectuals aren't willing to do, then they have an edge. Then they have something where they're willing to know exactly what you're speaking of. Right. As opposed to you're in the meeting, someone's telling you certain things and you're disregarding them or you're belittling them just mm -hmm. because you think it's a lesser job. And those in the street have to be very careful with their hustle because a lot of their hustle tends to be on illegal things. Mm -hmm. So that's why they need to now take the hustle with the intellectual to do what's the right thing and then match that. So then you have the work ethic, and then you have the smarts. Mm -hmm. Then you stand out. So do you believe more in doubling down on your strength? Or do you believe more in making your weaknesses a strength? What would you define as your strength? My strength, personally? Mm -hmm. I would say that I'm very responsible, loyal... I'm good at connecting with people. Okay. Good at, you know, managing relationships and mm -hmm. business contacts and mm -hmm. good at sales. And I would say those are some of my strengths. So it can go both ways. When you look at your strengths, you can say you double down, which means go all in on that, mm -hmm. which is good. And you far away any weaknesses that you have. Mm -hmm. Correct? That's right. why you're doubling down. So that these weaknesses become insignificant and your strength is basically speaking for itself. Mm -hmm. Correct? Right. But what if now those weaknesses, say you want to eat this, say you want to do that, say you want to tell yourself more lies, mm -hmm. what if they creep in and they become the distraction to rob you of your strength? Wow. Picture this in sports. Quite a few people in sports, big guys, 6 at 11 and up, can't shoot a free throw. Perfect example, look at Shaq. Look at Dwight Howard. Can't shoot free throws mm -hmm. if their life depended on it. But they didn't get paid for that. What did they get paid for? For being the big man. For doing what the big man's supposed to do, dominate yeah. the game. But you see now, because the, the game changed, not a lot of space for big men to survive. Mm -hmm. If you can't shoot, you don't survive. You can't defend and shoot, even less survival. So now we look at it ourselves and say, the world is changing. Our strength sometimes cannot outweigh just the weaknesses because so many people in this world has exponentially grown. So now the markets are getting saturated faster. And when we look at our weaknesses, sometimes we have to be cautious because they sabotage our ability to perform at our greatest strength. So what do they do? Now they have to learn how to shoot. 
from mm-hmm. the three. Now they have to learn to shoot the free throw. Now they have to learn to make sure that they actually defend. Right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they don't get the next contract. Otherwise, they become ins- insignificant in this new era of evolution. Mm-hmm. And so us in the marketplace have to be the same thing. If we know our weaknesses, well, we eat too much of this. That's not good for our health, makes us sick. We do too much of that, that robs us of all our time. We do too much of this, makes us a bad, sour person. Well, how good is your strength that those things don't rob you of the strength? Mm-hmm. So you need to do both. Build the strength, but make sure that those weaknesses don't come and steal the strength, number one. Number two, every single day you have a chance to work on something. So every single day when you're working on the strength, find something that you don't like to do and face it. Wow, that's a good challenge. How many people do that? They run from it. You can run, but you'll never hide. Mm-hmm. It will always be there until you address it. Yeah. If you try to run from the cop and say you got away, but they got your plate, they know your name, then can you hide from the cop? No. They will get you, right? Eventually. So that's why we have to make sure we face it early and often. Get the bitterness out of the way so it's sooner to get to the sweetness. But if we prolong bitterness, 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 but we see someone have success, we see someone have this, then we become so bitter ourselves, we can never be happy for someone else's win. Yeah. You ever seen that? Yeah. So many people can never be happy that someone else is winning. They have to be the only person to win and the first to do it. I think that's even more prevalent today just because it's like everybody's putting out the image. Mm-hmm. Everybody's showcasing their, the highlight of their life on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. So I think that people get a lot very bitter because yes they're living their own life they know what their lacks are what things that they don't like but yet they could put a completely different image out there Mm -hmm. and it forces you to engage and face things you don't like so that when in time you're living your life and you're working on the strengths and you meet obstacles it's easier to face because if you can do one thing you can do the other Mm -hmm. if you can do the hard now then the others become easy and it's like, what's next? What's next? You always focus on the next one. It's like in sports, you get scored on. Are you going to sit there, cry about it, mope about it, and feel sorry for yourself that you got scored on? Or are you going to say, let's go get it back? Let's go get it back. You learn, okay, this is how they scored. Then we have to take that away. We got to make mm-hmm. them score a different way, an uncomfortable way. Find mm-hmm. a way to make it harder and uneasier for them. Make their life very, very difficult, Right? Mm-hmm. so same thing with us we got to do that but for ourselves, if there are things we don't like to do then we have to make sure that we make those so-called things we don't like to do difficult to stay there mm-hmm. difficult to stay here difficult to find its way to distract us so that once we focus on the strength and then at least once a day focus on one of the things we don't like and the sooner we face it the easier it is that you no longer call it a strength or a weakness you just call it skills mm-hmm. skill set and, right. the, and the experience you get from those different skill set you use to support your talent. And that's how you stand out. Mm-hmm. But if you are only focusing on, oh, I can only, I could do this, and that's all you want to do. Say you, you know how to talk to people, and that's all you want to do. But then you don't, you don't fo- focus on your finance. 
then you don't focus on relationships, then you don't focus on making the world a better place, you don't focus on all the other things for the macro lens to see the big picture, and you just want to focus on your one tiny little strength, mm -hmm. and you have a blaring amount of exponential weaknesses, you could double down as much as you want on this tiny little strength, all those other weaknesses will keep coming back to haunt you, to rob you of your strength. It's like in sales, my strength could be talking to people, but my weakness could be organization. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I could go talk to 100 people, maybe close, of, maybe we don't like to use the word close because we never close, we just open. But let's say that you converted a mm -hmm. few, but you had maybe half of them on the fence. Mm -hmm. If you can't organize properly, how are you going to have the proper follow-up? Mm -hmm. So when you told me that, I immediately, it, it clicked right away because I was like, all right, yeah, it's good to have strengths, but my weakness could be, you know, I take on too much mm -hmm. or I'm too sporadic in my actions and the focus isn't there. So then it's like, oh, well, where does the strength even, how can I even double down on that strength? And that's why there is never just one right answer for a question. You always have to give the addendum so that the person can understand the exact perspective that you're coming from. Mm. right and so I think that in sports you know you have to have the strategy because like you said how you score one way the defense is going to try to you know take it away t yeah take it away so I think that in our personal life like in business life we need that strategy as well mm -hmm. because inside of you there is going to be a certain voice that we consider to be a voice but is technically not a voice that will try to rob you Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get this wrong and this is where they go wrong have you ever heard of someone saying oh I have this voice in my head or I should listen to this voice or you should ignore that voice so and so said ignore this so and so said listen to that voice but you know inside it's not a voice because if it was you would be able to hear it so why can't you hear it why because is it only here then it's inside of you see there's many stats to prove that we actually think and perceive in pictures and images mm -hmm. that's how we interpret that's why symbolism is so great because you take a symbol you just put an m and everybody knows what what's on the menu everybody knows where <laughs> was the closest one yeah. when's the sale when when's the when's the monopoly all this nonsense just from a logo right so that's the branding why is it that when we ourselves are developing ourselves, we don't have that same brand in where we see something, but then we gave it a voice that doesn't technically have a voice and we allowed it to run rampant? It's because you didn't address it. You didn't discipline it. You didn't show it. I need you to focus on that. Go get me that. Mm -hmm. I need you to focus on this. Go get this. But instead, you let it run rampant, so you don't know, is it a voice, not a voice? Should I listen? Should I not listen? You don't know should I see? Should truth. I not see? Is it truth, fact, or fiction? You don't know, because you don't have discipline in yourself, so you can't calm any part of yourself to really understand the messages that it's trying to send you. The messages maybe it's warning you. The messages that is meant for you to see. So everyone's saying, oh, I just listened to this. But when you fall in love, you never use that. In fact, it's actually illogical to fall in love. Right. 
because you don't necessarily fall for something right because then it means you got duped <laughs> right? right so that's why you, it's like you have to just be very cautious on what you choose to believe mm-hmm. from what others have said because those are just half truths right there may be a little one percent of truth in it and the rest gray area two percent truth the rest gray area and a lot of people put their beliefs into that and they call it culture no get to the truth get to black and white get to what's right what's wrong and build a culture on truth so then you get rid of all these idiotic nonsensical arguments wasted time drama all the things that rob you all these distractions from being efficient what if picture this imagine all ceos and company heads fortune 500 company says you're not getting paid for every single second you bring baggage to the door everyone will be poor how many companies we've gone to the number one thing is always the drama mm-hmm. so-and-so did this did you know that and it's the gossip mm-hmm. stand by the water cooler oh so-and-so did you hear so-and-so got this or so-and-so was with that mm-hmm. so-and-so got that right and so you rob and how is that going to make your company better how does that make you a better person and is that going to make all the world a better place no no and no well then how is that going to make the company a better company and how is it going to make better profits for shareholders and investors mm-hmm. it won't and soon you'll see companies when it's not as abundant in access to funds will have to start to instill more stricter guidelines so that those who work for it have to make sure that they're all in all the time mm-hmm. because there's too much waste yes how many times we walk into a place so much waste going on so much Mm-hmm. And when you're surrounded by the waste all the time, you become wasteful. Mm-hmm. And it's all about being more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know, having that peak performance. Of course. And if we want to make sure that we're at that peak performance, then we have to not be afraid of the experience. We right. have to be all in. Right? It can't just be passion anymore. It has to be obsession. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I think that there are so many connections you can build between your personal progression and also a business. Mm -hmm. And I think that if this brought you value, we would definitely want to know. And we want to know, you know, what type of business questions do you have? What type of success topics would you like us to cover? Because you can see how interconnected these topics are. And so, you know, we want to bring the most value in the most dynamic way. So, Herman, are there any final thoughts that you would like to share in regards to success and business and anything overall? Stop thinking of success as if you've made it. Because that word skews people's understanding and interpretations and definition that they just think they want to have it and they'll just always chase it and they'll never, ever get it. Mm Mm-hmm. So stop thinking you've made it because the greatest that's ever the great the great ones that's ever come from uh, from before in sports business any sector it's because they never stopped they were obsessed mm-hmm. they were they didn't focus on the word success and say oh i made it they said what's next what can we do next and it was never to do it for success it was to do it out of passion obsession and to accomplish a mission that was greater than Mm themselves 
and we look at some of the greatest inventions, they were not born because it was a hobby, necessarily. It was right. because it was a necessity. Mm-hmm. We needed light, so let's fig- figure out a way to make light. Right? We need electricity, let's find a way to get everybody electricity. Running water, let's find a way to get everybody running water. If we can do that, what can we not do? But yet we're hung up on drama? Focused on the wrong thing. See? As a society. See? So now it's time for us to take accountability and say enough is enough. Let's go out there and let's make the best of every moment that we have. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing the business wisdom. Thank you. And if anybody has questions or wants to learn more about business or want to create your own strategy, then please reach out. We're always here to help. And we will see you on the next episode.